0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to further understand the gospels and to seek out practical and integrated teachings. Today's gospel is from John chapter 1, verses 6 to 8 and 19 to 28. This gospel will be read in Catholic churches on December the 17th, 2023. This podcast is a continuation from last week's Gospel where we are introduced to John the Baptist. I urge you to listen to the previous podcast if you haven't already. In that podcast, I introduce John the Baptist and give some background information that help uh, help us to understand just who is John the Baptist and the mission he holds. In this week's Gospel, John is visited by the Pharisees and scribes and other people sent by the priests in Jerusalem who wanted to know just who John the Baptist was. John readily admits that he is not the Messiah and points out that there is someone more powerful than he who is to come after. John clearly knows his mission and is true to it. It's unknown if he knew the Messiah was Jesus. Likely he didn't know the Messiah was Jesus until after he baptized him. We have John recognizing Jesus as the Messiah in John chapter one, verse 35-37, to where he directs two of his disciples to follow Jesus. Finally, he is asked to provide an answer, and I suspect the answer he gave was not what the people were expecting. He describes himself as the voice crying out in the desert. I want to stop for a moment to reflect on this sentence. The desert has special significance for the people. People went to the desert to get away from the demands of life to find a quiet place to pray. Jesus himself often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. We see this in Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Remember, Jesus fasted 40 days in the desert before he began his public ministry. It was after spending time in the desert that Jesus experienced the three temptations. The desert is a lonely place. You don't have other people around for support. It's up to you, and just up to you, if you were going to survive in the desert. It was not a safe place. You could not rely on anyone for assistance. The Christian church has a rich history of people leaving everything and retreating into the desert as hermits. The desert could be unforgiving. Forgetting your water jug could be fatal. You would be forced to use your wits about you to survive. There were many dangers. You were on your own, and and to the point, you were at the mercy of God. You could spend your time in prayer, self-sacrifice, and personal reflection. The desert was a place of freedom, though, freedom from distractions. And out of this environment comes John, calling for the people to make straight their way to the Lord. No detours, no obstacles, or deviations from the way to the Lord. It sounds simple enough, but what are the detours or deviations and even distractions in our life that make it difficult for us to develop our relationship with God? For some, it could be faith. Maybe something horrendous happened in our life that make it difficult for one to believe that God exists or that God exists as a truly loving and merciful God. Some may just have difficulty believing. Some may have too many temptations or have gravely sinned already and cannot believe that God could love them, let alone forgive them. Some may be angry at God for something happening in their lives or for not answering their prayer requests. Others may have been hurt by the religious congregations that they belong to and believe that if these people are following God, they don't want to have anything to do with God then. Others may perceive that they do not need God in their lives to be fulfilling. These are only a few examples, and I invite you to contact me if you know of any other reasons that might make our relationship with God difficult. Let me take some time to address these, although I probably cannot approach the depth of feeling some of you may have But hopefully I can provide you with some useful insights. For those who are struggling with faith, please know that having questions and not fully buying into into the teachings is part actually of an adult faith. I like the story of Thomas, who is criticized and nicknamed Doubting Thomas. That's an unfair criticism. For he acknowledged his disbelief and was very specific about what he needed to believe. He had to be able to put his hands into the wounds of Jesus. He is a role model for every adult desiring a mature faith. Doubting is not necessarily a threat. I urge you to reflect on what you do need so you can develop your faith. I encourage people to pray for the eyes of faith to recognize when and where the Spirit is active in their lives. Pray for the ears of faith to hear the gentle whisperings of our God. I urge you to read First Kings, chapter 19, verses 10 to 13. To give you the backstory, Elijah is expressing his frustration with his mission, and God offers to meet him. I won't do a spoiler alert, so you will just have to read the passage. But trust me, it'll be worth it. Others may be angry at God. Let me assure you that God can handle your anger, and being angry at God is not itself a sin. Anger is not a sin. It is what we do with the anger that can lead us to sin. I urge you to look at the whole of your life, and if possible, try to be fair. How many times has God disappointed you? You might want to work with a spiritual director to to help you see the times that God was there for you. Even in the rough times, can you see the hand of God in the crisis? We need to recognize that God's ways are not our ways. Do we abandon our faith when we experience a loss, even when that loss is devastating, confusing, and so painful? Do we forsake our faith because we do not understand? It's okay to feel hurt and angry at God. I recognize that we may not be totally healed from our wound, but some healing is possible. Don't forsake a chance at healing, especially when you need it. I've had people who felt they did not deserve God's love. They could not believe in a God, but, well, pardon me, they could believe in God, sorry, but could not believe that He could love them. Either they had done something they believed was unforgivable, or they could not forgive someone who hurt them or for who they are. I find it hard to understand. When I read the Gospels, it is so clear that Jesus never stops forgiving. Even on the cross, Jesus forgave His executioners. When he said, "Forgive them, Lord, for they do not know what they are doing." Luke chapter 3, verse 34. Regardless of what you've done or haven't done, God forgives you and loves you. You may read to look, you may need to look for you at forgiving yourself. If you have trouble forgiving someone, I urge you to read Forgiveness: Breaking Free and Moving On. I wrote the book with my colleague, Patty Kaye I don't mean to do a commercial, sorry, but you might find the book helpful. I find it puzzling that forgiveness is so important in our Christian faith and yet there are so many dysfunctional beliefs held by Christians about forgiveness. I know people have been hurt by members of their church or from the history of the church and I'm deeply deeply saddened by that. I urge you not to expand your hurt to God because of the sin of the followers. I'm not trying to excuse the members, but to recognize the church by itself doesn't make People holy. I urge you not to abandon your church, but to be like John, crying out for change. For some people, God is irrelevant to their lives. They may not see any value in spiritual growth, or may be satisfied with an immature stage of spirituality. I urge you not to close the door. There are many types of spirituality that are all valid. I have dealt with many people who believe that they are not spiritual. But when speaking with them, they have a deep sense of the transcendence. It's not expressed in the traditional way, but they do have times of being in awe with questions about, is there more than just what I am experiencing? So let's heed the call from John to focus on what separates us from a vibrant faith. And let us have the courage to explore ways we can deepen our faith and make straight our paths. Thank you for listening. If this is the first time you've heard my podcast and you're interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my first podcast where I outline my approach. Every Sunday, I release a new podcast focusing on next week's gospel. I invite you to listen, and I hope the reflections are useful to you. You can also reach me by email. That's peter.doherty, O-M-I, at gmail.com. So that's peter.doherty, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, o m i at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions on how i can make this podcast more effective please let me know i appreciate the feedback god bless and wishing you the best